Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. Cashing Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman and Moneyline Mark. And uh, Anthony, you're fresh off a trip to Chicago over the weekend. And Mark, you uh, you went on a, on a trip as well last week. You know, we were we were joking. Anthony and I were joking. Did you actually make it out to the golf course? Because sometimes you go on vacations <laughs> and you plan to go some places and you don't end up actually making it there. Did you make it to, to play some golf? Well, it's funny you ask. So I, I did – so we planned on two golf outings. We had two tee times. So the first day we went to the ocean course uh, down in Hilton Head, oh. just a beautiful course. I don't know if you guys have been there or not, but it's just – The ocean – is that called – is that, that – so that's different than Sea Pines. Yes, it's by there. It's a uh, – I think it's a Robert Trent Jones one, um, but it, it's just – it's right on the ocean. I'll send you guys some pictures. It's just amazing. Um, so we made it there, but we had a little bit too much fun there and we had a tea time the next day and just didn't make it. Oh my goodness. There's two things you're not late for your own wedding and a tea time. Well, the, the, mm. uh, the, the bleaks brothers sometimes, mm. uh, don't make it where they're supposed to be, especially when together and no other supervision. Mm. Unbelievable. All right. Well, back-to-back trips now, not making it to where you were supposed to make it. Um, love it, though. All right, but you are you are on fire with your NBA bets. You you were texting me uh, some unbelievable wins, so I want to hear the story about your monster win this week. So Saturday was just wild. So I'm sitting over at my neighbor's house, and we're talking. This is something we typically do when we're, we're together. We uh, A couple of us will – throw on games and some people will like it some won't and we'll back out that kind of thing so my uh, the one that i'm probably closest to in the neighborhood we both liked this uh, this particular a couple of things so we like the money line celtics and we liked money line um timberwolves on saturday both were underdogs and uh we ended we ended up taking both of those everyone else backed out they're like you two are crazy and it was only like plus 480 it wasn't anything insane so we we nailed that one, and then the other one that was a little bit bigger, it was plus eight hundred, was uh, the the T Wolves and the Grizzlies game. Uh, each team scores twenty six minimum each quarter. Ooh. So yeah, so it was it was you know everyone was like you two are idiots you know we had to hear all the peanut galleries comments and everything, but we ended up uh, putting uh, five hundred each on it. Oh, lame. and <laughs> and uh yeah so we and it came down to the wire i don't know if you guys caught the game or not but the very you know it was close each quarter you know it, one of the two teams was close to that 26 but it came down to like three seconds in the game um and the wolves had already won and carl anthony towns was on the line uh had two two free throws uh and they were at 24 points so he had to make them both for us to win and uh, he sank both of them. So oh, we won. And I don't know if you guys remember or not, but we won on Carl Anthony Towns is the the biggest underdog too in the three point contest. 
That's right. He came through twice for us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was a nice Saturday for us. Big cat. Let me ask you this. We go back to our NBA NHL combo platter draft. Um, Who was picking first? Was it you or Mark? Gosh, I took the Suns. I think it was me, and I took the Suns. Okay, so he took the Suns. I wound up taking Milwaukee. The third pick was the Nets, Brooklyn. Who had them? Because they got a big goose egg for the playoffs. I think Scott Scotty took them. I believe was right. it me? So you have the. I think you went <laughs> Nets in Colorado. Yeah, the Avs, Nets, and Avs, and then I came back and took the Panthers. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, just I was just curious. I didn't remember which one of you guys had Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> which which is series that a lot of people thought could go seven in the first and, round, and not not only that, but we're we're talking about you have it's about number of games number of you wins. win. That's it. You got the goose egg, and I got zero on pick three. Woo. So you're gonna have to come back strong. Yikes! Um, I think it then snaked. So I went Florida, and then it must have come back to. Is it back to you, or would it go back? Would it go to Mark there? It'd go. Mark would go so back to back. So I think Mark took the Warriors, which looks to be a very good pick, and then the Hurricanes, and then I picked at number eight. I have the Celtics, which looks like a pretty good pick at eight now. Yeah, it and, does. And then I think it went. Then it went uh, Lightning. Then I was, boy, I, mi- I must have missed some something in here. I was trying to track it. Do you guys have this? I don't, in- I don't think you tracked it correctly, all and right. I don't think I took the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, I think we're all good. Well, well it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> by the way, no preseason title favorite. None has failed to win a playoff game in the last 35 years. Wow. Now, they were bad at home this year. They were without Kyrie. They were 6-28 and 28 ATS at home as a home favorite this year. They were 6-28 and 28 as a home favorite. Now, the public got whacked last night betting the Nets in a closeout game at home. Um, a lot of people thought that there's no way Katie and Kyrie are going to let this happen. Maybe Boston takes a little bit of a night off. It didn't happen. Um, people were waiting on whether Ben Simmons was going to get added to this thing. He never was. And here's the other thing you have to remember. Teams trailing 3-0 as a betting favorite. Think about that for a second. The Nets were favored by a point and a half last night at home. They were down 3-0, so it kind of goes to the theory of, you know, if you're at home and you're facing a closeout, kind of like what the Raptors did to the to the Sixers. Um, but this is kind of interesting to me. 5-13-2 against the spread. Teams down 3-0, but the betting favorite in game four. Not very good. And they're 8-12 and straight up. So whatever public was looking at, they lost. Mm. It was a close game. Could have gone to overtime, but... Uh, the fact remains it didn't happen. So Vegas wins it again last night, with luring people in to taking the nets at home, laying less than two buck, less than what a bucket. Boy, so. that is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, you know where else I've been? Cle- where else I've been cleaning houses on these live bets? So when you see a team that's uh, that you feel like is going to win, and they get down, you know, anywhere from nine to eleven points, they become you know pretty big underdogs, even though they were favored initially. And if you feel confident in that team, jump on it. I've won two or three games that, you know, where teams are down 9 to 11 points in these NBA playoffs. So that's a great time to jump on it. Well, I tracked that last night as well. The Nets were down 12 to start the fourth quarter. They were plus 475. Not horrible. And they almost, they got back within, what, two? And so all of a sudden you started to think that maybe plus 475 down 12 at home might be worth dipping a toe in the water. I bet a lot of people um, maybe sat that one out. 
But I started thinking about, you know, it's close to five to one. They're at home down 12. Are they going to go down fighting? And I was identifying, you know, whether there, there was still some fight in them. But, man, they got that thing within three, and then they got it within two at the very end when KD missed that free throw. If he makes the free throw, they're down one. And so, but no, the plus 475. If you got lured back into the pool, Scotty, at 475, you got cracked there too. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, that's the one thing that I love to do with the NBA betting, uh, what Mark talked about. I don't bet a lot of NBA, but what I do look for in NBA games is teams that are behind and getting that value on them coming back. So yeah. uh, that that's what I like to look for. Okay, so we are very close. We're two days away from the NFL draft, which uh, mm. uh, is going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, it's crazy because I had printed out a sheet last week for us on our uh, on our podcast to talk about the odds for the NFL draft is specifically the number one pick. And a week ago, the number one pick was going to be Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Odds wise, he was a significant favorite. I think it was minus 300 to be the number one pick. And now he is two to one and he's not going to be the number one pick. At least it doesn't seem like he is going to be. And what a flip this is as uh, now he is, he's plus two Oh four on the site that I'm looking at. And now Walker is expected to be the number one pick kind of a crazy flip uh, around here, Anthony. Yeah. I mean, I think the smart money is now on Trayvon Walker. Yeah. And if you got him, I don't know what he was before, but you're right. The way this there, there's money to be made in a draft like this, where it's just kind of a, uh, a real crap shoot near the top. And then you really don't know, but um, you're right, man. It's uh it's one of those deals where I would have been all over that situation with Hutchinson and I would have lost. Now I, I did see some thought that maybe Detroit would want to get in on him at two and, but it, it wouldn't have made him, it wouldn't have not made him the number one pick. If anything, Detroit may have gone to get him, but no, you're right. It's, it's a, uh, you already feel like you've lost if you have money on Hutchinson now. Yeah. So let me throw out some of these prop bets to you guys. See if there's anything that stands out that you would be interested in. Uh, first off, first quarterback drafted. You got Malik Willis at minus 166. Okay. Kenny Pickett at plus 150. Any interest at all in Kenny Pickett? As yeah, being top? yeah, yeah, I do because I think that I had a dude on my show today and I asked him that exact question, trying to get a little insight into that. Um, Malik Willis certainly has the ceiling, and um, but I asked him this this exact question: If the first team to really entertain picking a quarterback is Carolina at six, who do they take? If they're going to take a quarterback, who is it? Now, if they don't take a quarterback. We're probably in trouble with that bet on Pickett. He thought if they were going to take a quarterback at six, they would take Pickett. But if they don't, I could then see the Steelers and some other teams making a move to get Willis and not letting him drop too far. It's almost like if Pickett gets past Carolina, then Willis would be in play, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird deal. Yeah, that makes sense. But if you're getting the plus 150, on Kenny Pickett, yeah. that's uh, that's interesting value. He thought it was good value based on the fact that if it's Carolina. If it's not Carolina, then you're probably going to lose that bet. Yeah. All right, first wide receiver, you got Garrett Wilson at minus 116. Uh, Jamison Williams <laughs> plus 175. Boy, I like that value. Drake London plus 230. So, um, I kind of like the value, and I'll get Mark's opinion on this. 
listen, for a while it was Garrett Wilson the whole way. And Atlanta at eight is probably the team that would take the first receiver. Um, but if they don't, you know, you could almost see Jamison Williams, if people are comfortable with that injury, being the first guy off the board. So I do think there's some value there. What what are the odds on Garrett Wilson again? Uh, minus, let's see, he is minus 116. So, and the, yeah, I mean, there's value there on, on Jamison, but Wilson may be the better bet depending on who's picking and where. Um, I guess I almost am getting lured into those two value picks of Pickett and, and Williams. Yeah. Or Yeah, I, I don't, how do you feel about that? What was London at, 235? Yeah, he's 235. I I would almost lean that way. You know, Williams mm-hmm. got the health uh, health uh, coming off of an injury. I, I kind of like uh, London there. Size, mm-hmm. you know, he might have, you know, some, some potential, especially in the red zone. So I'd probably lean that way from a value perspective. Okay. Yeah, maybe go even more value and not even worry about an injured or a guy coming off an injury. So one of the things that I like to look at on these, on these uh, prop bets – uh, are team to draft a specific player. And so you've got uh, Kenny Pickett, who is uh, basically he is two to one that he will go to Carolina. He is a little bit more than two to one that he will go to New Orleans. And Pittsburgh is is a little bit less than four to one. And then if you look at uh, Malik Willis uh, to go to Carolina plus 260, to go to mm-hmm. Pittsburgh plus 280, to go to the Detroit Lions a little bit less than four to one and also Seattle at four to one. So kind of interesting to see where these quarterbacks land. Yeah. I mean, it's listen, we all know this. There's no sure thing at quarterback in this draft and and getting one even at six where Carolina's picking seems kind of like a reach, but we also know that these teams, Scotty Mark are just taking big bites at these guys, man. They don't care. I mean, you saw where Baker was, drafted you've seen where Trubisky they went up to get him like you've seen guys get drafted higher than maybe they should because everyone is trying to take big swings and find a quarterback any way they can Um, as far as the odds go on the quarterback I mean I feel like that Carolina is that fork in the road and I guess I'd be willing to to bite on Willis and take his value also okay so let's go with this we got the draft this weekend I want each of us to say what will be the highlight of the weekend. What will be the big thing that we will be talking about next Monday? Is it a, a specific trade that's going to happen? Is it going to be a player going somewhere that you didn't expect? <laughs> what is the Monday headline after the NFL draft oh, from this week. So Mark, you can go first on that <laughs> one. Mark, uh, good luck. What, what's the Monday headline? Steelers secure Kenny Pickett as their quarterback of the future. Hometown guy. Okay. All right. So that's that's the big news from the weekend is is you're going Kenny Pickett uh, to the Steelers. Anthony, you got uh, something in mind that uh, maybe a trade or what's what's the headline? Boy, you guys got me on this. I I really do want to kind of do the the Debo Samuel move. That's what I was. That's where I was leaning. But you know, and you heard Lynch talking about how we can't imagine doing this, but if their phone is ringing and they're going to be offered that number, you know, whatever pick that seventh pick or whatever, like I could see them doing it. 
because you know it's just too much to offer. And then they and by the way, they'd be getting a top pick in a really good receiver draft. That would be huge. So, but I'm going to go with I'm going to stay with I'm going to get a little more conservative here. Um, I am going to go with the Steelers, but I'm going to say they trade up, but not all the way. Like basically. Uh, Carolina goes ahead and takes Pickett off the board at six. I'm going to say that Malik Willis falls somewhere in that uh, right out of the top 10, and that's where the Steelers try to move up from 20 to like 11 to get Willis and get their guy. Okay, so you're saying a quarterback will not go in the top 10 and that Willis will be the first guy at 11? No, I'm saying that Carolina might take the quarterback, but not Willis. Okay. They could take Pickett at six. And, and the Steelers th- end up with Willis. Steelers end up, but they got to go up to get him. They can't wait till 20, obviously, okay. in my mind. Okay. All right. Very interesting. I want to tell you guys about a bet that I made already. It is a PGA championship bet, and I took it at 20 to 1. I put, uh, this weekend I took Patrick Cantlay, and I've, I've had a good success on, on trying to predict winners of majors lately. I picked uh, Scotty Scheffler. I, I got a good value on him at 28 to 1. Uh, I took Patrick Cantlay at 20 to one to mm-hmm. win the PGA championship. He is now in back-to-back weeks. Uh, he lost in a playoff to Spieth. And the reason why he lost in the, in the playoff really is he had a bad luck where his ball in the bunker got buried, mm-hmm. um, ba- a buried lie in the bunker. And then this week he won with, uh, with Xander Shoffley in a team tournament in New Orleans. So I hopped on 20 to one Patrick Cantlay at the PGA. Uh, I like the value there. This guy hasn't finished top 10 in a major in three years. Yeah. So, I, you know, he he's a very good player, and he's one that I like the odds that you have him at at 20 to 1, and PGA is always a little bit of a crapshoot, but, um, you know, you kind of wonder when he's going to show up and be a true contender at a major again, and maybe this is the time to get him because he, you know, that's his first win of the year, right? And we're early in the year, but it was a team event. Um, he's finished second. He got beaten a couple playoffs, right? Yes. He got, yeah. he, he actually lost to Scotty Scheffler yeah. on Super Bowl weekend. And then he lost to, to Spieth two weeks ago. See, for me, for these majors, it's all about who's playing well headed into them. Mm-hmm. And he's playing great. Like him and Shoffley together were awesome, but I think Cantlay kind of led that team. And uh, I just trust him more. Remember he, he won the, the FedEx cup last year. So he was really hot. So I just think uh, value-wise, I tell you, I put a significant amount on on Cantlay. I feel really good about it. So is there a bet out there that you guys have, whether it's a NFL or college, is there one bet? We're going to end the podcast on this. Is there one bet that you like going forward? I like this Cantlay bet. Mark, is there anything that you like as far as on the board, a future bet? It could be an NFL draft bet. What's that one bet you would make? I love Ohio State still to win the national championship football. I think it's fair odds right now. I believe it's around plus 400, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a they're going to have a tough schedule, but with all that talent coming back, the projected number one overall player in the draft next year, the coaching, Ryan Day's fired up. I, I just really love the Buckeyes, you know, bringing it back to Columbus uh, January. Yeah, and I, I can tell you right now on the board I'm looking at, five to one. So even even better value than the, than the four to one. I like it too. 
I like it a lot. I think there's a drop off between Bama and Ohio State and the rest. Uh, you get Notre Dame here. You get Michigan here. Nobody. I mean, even if they would lose a Big Ten game, you know, although that gets dicey, you know, if it's in on your side. But I, I just don't see it. I think there's too much hunger. There's too much anger. Um, there's a lot of pressure, obviously, but you got a lot coming back. And I just think you're getting Ohio State off that intangible of losing to Michigan. Like, as far as dedication, you're always going to have dedication to the program. And we even saw it last year. After they lost to Oregon, everyone thought that he's going to lose the team, right? You had a lot going on last year, and he didn't. They they salvaged that year all the way up into the Michigan game. Now, there were serious flaws defensively. Um, I'm with you, Mark. I think that's an outstanding bet to grab that value now. Um, outside of injuries that you can't predict, you got to think that you're at least going to get into the playoff. Um, in fact, if you're not even playing for the title, I think it's a disappointment this year for Ohio State. So if you don't win it, who knows? If they're playing Bama, we don't know. But um, I'm with you. I think that's great value on Ohio State, a loaded team, and they are just hell-bent on getting into that playoff. Um, I do see some value, Scotty, right now. With Middleton out for the Bucks. I think people are kind of dismissing them as a chance to win it all again. I kind of like the value at 7-1. to one. The East is really tough um, between Miami and Boston. You'd think that you'd rather have one of those teams, but – I, with Giannis, I think anything is possible, and I kind of like getting them at seven to one right now. Okay, I like that yeah. one too. I, I was looking yeah. at that as far as the NBA futures odds, seven to one on the Bucks, pretty good. All right, so we're saying Bucks and Bucks. We're saying <laughs> Bucks, Bucks, and Cantlay. That's right. your futures bet. All right, that is the Cashing Out podcast for this week. Next Monday, we will see if we were right about the big news in the NFL draft. We'll be back on Cashing Out next Monday. Thank you.